Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Everton Fan Focus preseason special podcast. Tonight, me and Mark are joined by Sean. We're joined by Jed. And we're also joined by Sezzo. A lot has happened in the past few months at Everton FC, on and off the field, and we're just a matter of days before the opening game of the 2017-18 Premier League season. So, lads, a lot has happened. We've finished our pre-season campaign in terms of games. How are we all feeling? I'll come to you first, Mark. Largely positive? Yeah, of course, yeah. We'd, we'd all like to think the last couple of performances we were looking for a bit more uh, from the team, but but given that we're unbeaten in all them games and we played some decent opposition, I think in... in uh, Ghent and, and certainly in Sevilla um, to come out of it we've shown some decent qualities in them games and there is this, this, I'm excited about the system of play that we're going to have and the, the way we, we, you know the way the players are it's not come together at the moment but certainly the signs are there that we can build on something good it's been, defi- been definitely like a trial has it in terms of um, new players coming in Koeman's trial and new formations we saw that again yesterday against um, Sevilla and there's still a lot to probably do on the field and off the field from now till when that transfer window shuts but I think I've got to say I'm impressed with it said all yourself do you think there's still work to be done I think there's plenty of work to be done to be honest I think the, the biggest thing for me from when you compare probably the, um, when Martinez obviously left the club and the first thing Koeman's spoke about was the fitness of the, the players coming back into pre-season and um, I think they've worked wonders with them this time round I think that yeah. The, uh, the physicality of them, the, the sort of, you know, there was in certain aspects of, of the pre-season games, the um, the intensity wasn't there. But as the game went on, you know, fit deeper into the uh, into the ninety minutes, they, they seemed to get amongst it a little bit more, and that's where the fitness started kicking in for me. And particularly against Sevilla, you know, about all the the first probably 15 minutes of the second half we looked a bit lax after that I thought we were chasing the ball down passing it well and I think it's it's bold and well for the, for the weekend Jed obviously signings wise we're all impressed but what's your overall thought have you paid much attention to the games do you think we should pay much attention to the results in the games is it all about just getting back amongst it 
Well, I agree with what you just said there about the last two last two games. I think I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think there seems to be more of a team this year. Really, there seems to be people always available on a, an angle, ready to accept the ball and uh, work hard together between between them, like sort of thing. It's like last week. There was a, there always seems to be an option for them, really. And uh, I was quite impressed because that was quite a hard game. You know, it was a proper proper competitive game where they were going forward as well that's what we did yeah Yeah, that's what we discounted all these friendlies and that and we judged them on that but that was a competitive match and they put the foot in there as well I thought so I think there's a confidence about the side as well really and there seems to be a calmness with some of the players that they've got you know Pickford I think has been a major sign and really the keeper and the centre half I think that's just for the future they're they're going to be tremendous signings I think well we, we You know, talking about the Rosenbrock, it was kind of there was a few criticisms directed towards Everton in terms of the play. It wasn't it wasn't the most exciting two leg affair, shall we say? But um, they got the job done, didn't they? Sean, what's your overall thoughts on pre-season and those two games I've just mentioned? I think uh, pre-season sort of started off with the the, the most positive sort of uh, feeling that it probably ever has in probably my uh, memory as an Evertonian. Um, but I think the last few weeks has probably tempered that a little bit not to the point where it's it's become negative but certainly to the point where perhaps our expectations are being managed a little bit more so we had the the, the business at the start of the season which was done with sort of a a ruthless efficiency Um, everyone was buzzing Um, since then it's sort of gone a little bit quiet the only deal that we've been involved in is is the one that we probably didn't want to see which was Lukaku leaving the club uh, yet to be replaced and, and obviously the certainly the Ruzombarok uh, games probably again just tempered our expectations a bit the play was not particularly exciting it, it was disjointed it was slow um, but at the same time it is still pre-season you're never going to play fantastically well pre-season hopefully a couple more signings are still close ideally before the Stoke game just so we can uh, you know start the season with that little bit of positivity Lift back the moods a bit exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah well just on the signings with the, a lot has been made about Everton's business this this summer and you've just summed it up Sean we started we hit the ground running didn't we sort of an unprecedented times in terms of money spent actually the status of players coming in you know you don't need, need to name them all but the most standout ones probably Michael Keane Jordan Pickford for the big, the biggest amounts um, there are other players that have come in as well unknown quantities in terms of Premier League a couple of younger lads as well and then you've got Martina the right back who's a, shall we say maybe a bit of a just an addition to the squad I'll go around the table again and who's impressed you most throughout this in fact what signing impressed you most I'm also, who's impressed you most of them signings on the pitch since they've arrived? I think most Vardatonians will say Sandro was the, the most impressive signing purely for the fee that we pay for him. And the guy, you know, obviously can do it uh, in a tough league, the Premier League. You know, not playing for a not playing for a for a, a well-known club. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Malaga would just I never say the club. We don't offer that. But also, but really stand out. There's only one guy, and that's that's Michael Keane for me. He's been absolutely different class, really. You know, when you think that you don't see the best of players until maybe October, November, when players start finding their feet, he slipped right in. 
what a class act. I mean, how, how great was the award for Burnley? You know, when, when you see how, how much that he's standing out in our team, it's fantastic. But actually, the two the two best performers have been the two highest signings in pre season, if you ask me. You know, Pickford and Keane have been, been you know, fantastic. But you know, Keane, different class. The one that stands out for me, I think, is Klassen. And I, I know he's, he's probably taken quite a lot of stick over the past couple of yeah. games in pre season, but I, th- I don't think it's warranted, to be honest. I think, you know, as, as Sean said before, it's still pre season, he's still getting used to, you know, the, the pace of yeah. competitive football. Um, and for Everton to go and, and nab an Ajax captain, I, I think, what is he, 23, 24 years of age? You know, we still got a lot of years left in him for Everton to do that. I think. Um, I think we've we've got an absolute steal, and um, I reckon we've got an absolute bargain. I think he's only going to come into his own the more he gets to play the Premiership football, gets used to the pace of the Premiership, um, and it only stands us in good stead, I think. And we won't, we won't, we won't be in the the only side interested in him as well, would we? You know, as no. you say, Ajax captain alone that brings a status in itself, doesn't it? So, what about you, Jed? I mean, Jordan Pickford's done well, hasn't he? I mean, most of them have done well. He seems to have settled. All of, the signings, you could, you, all of the signings, you couldn't disagree. They're, they've all been class acts, I think, really. And the thing is, they're all hungry and they're all young, apart from Rooney. But he's been there before, and that's a major sign. And I think it'll just put us all over the globe, really. I think Rooney. Um, but the one for me it will, will be Pickford. I think, really. I don't think I've seen a few goldies at Everton over my time, but, uh, and this, we've never had anybody since Neville Southall. I think if you want to win anything, you've got to have. A keeper, and they've just made a, a big statement there. We want him, and I'm surprised other clubs haven't picked him up. The, the size, the age of him, he could be there for another 10 years. I just think his distribution of the ball, his handling, he just exudes confidence. That's what I was trying to touch on before. More of a team, and it stems from me from the back, I think, really, from him. And then, of course, Keane, we've got the spine. But without a spine, you're nothing. Without a goalie, you're nothing. You can have Michael Keane there, but it's the keeper behind if he's not one, one we've had last year. You're always going to be nervous watching from the ground and that. But this fella, I just can't wait to see him in action, really. Well, not too much action, like, but just to see him because <laughs> he'll run that defence, I think, really. And that will be a major thing. We're not conceding that many goals, they were yeah. a class side against severe there but you know it's disjointed we've got players coming in and out but once we get the team and the structure of the team and he's leading from the back and Keane in the middle it can only be onwards and upwards for me and the rest of them will follow I agree Klassen I was delighted as an Ajax captain coming to play here his touch and movement with Rooney the one-twos there's a lot more one-twos going on in these couple of games we're not seeing that much because it's only these pre-season games but that Rusembury game that's what I remember ever since when they won the UEFA Cup and they were playing an Irish side was it home UCD University College Dublin University College we were going out there we were going out that game we could have easily gone out and then from that the rest is history so maybe it's the same sort of inauspicious start really it's just a qualifier and we'll go on now you know well I agree about Pickford and you know I've been openly critical about Everton's keepers for I bored everyone with it to be honest. Uh, <laughs> my baby, yeah. Since Nigel Martin, I've probably been moaning about it to be honest. Um, obviously, we all look at Neville Southall, but I agree with what you say. 30 million for Pickford, we got linked with him, gone out. He's already shown why you pay that money for him, and he could ultimately play for Everton for 18, 20 years because yeah. of his age. So, steal. That, mm-hmm. he makes that money back, you know, threefold. 
Um, I'm excited by that. Everything else, I don't want to repeat what you've just said, but I, I'm excited. I, I, I think Sandro's going to be the man myself. I think uh, he's going to bully defenders. He's going to shoot on sight. That's the type of player we want at Everton FC. Sure. Yeah. I, think, I think you could argue that each of the signings has, has, has been impressive for, for a different reason. Sort of, yeah. as you said earlier, sort of discounting Martina as just a, a squad player. You, you've got you've got Sandro as sort of the up and coming one who everybody was looking at. Who, yeah. who, who we've it's sort of a bit of a coup that we've managed to get him, and especially at the price. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah, we, we are. So we potentially he's a star in the making. Um, I think Pickford and Keane are impressive for their performances they've been impressive Pickford's commanding the box he can kick the ball which is nice to see um, you know Keane looks yeah. like he's good in there he's not He's not making mistakes which to be fair we Jackie Elker and Williams last couple of years they have been making mistakes Funes Mori I mean he's got 50p shaped feet so um, <laughs> it's a nice it's a nice change um, Klassen was impressive because again it was that ruthless efficiency. We, was, does anyone here was linked to Klassen? Because I never. All of no. a sudden he was just signed. Came and from Nottingham. Came from Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden we'd signed him, and as everyone said, he was the Ajax captain. We then all of a sudden we've just signed him, um, and then the Rooney one. That was. I don't think Rooney played well in the couple of competitive games we've had. Commercially, that was a great signing. It was the right thing to do, and you can already see how many times over the past month of Everton been on back pages you know it, it, it's taken a lot for us to be on a back page but we've been there and, and, and that's why that's successful well when we went on when Rooney signed it was noticeable on Sky and BBC Sport every time he clicked onto it it was just like Everton this Everton that and um, Rooney was obviously top of the bill on all of them but then that succession of signings and then Rooney came amongst that didn't he Everton was like the name on everyone's on everyone's lips, neutral fans, media, yeah. pundits, whatnot, and it, it's. I think because it died off a little bit because of the delay over Sigurd, Sigurdsson and we yeah. sold Lukaku, and it's been a bit of a, in some people's opinions, a bit of a damp squid pre-season. But um, I think we need to try and not forget how 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 good the summer this has been in comparison to years gone by at Everton. And yeah. We've got to all be on, we've all got to be on board going into the Stoke game because you can't afford no no negativity going into it. No, even if Cumin's still unsure about his formation, even if we're still being linked with players and, and everything's not done, we still need to go into it in positive frame of mind, try and get a good result because we've got a massive month ahead. No, I think that's where Rooney will help. Never mind just commercially, his link-up play. I think his knowledge, experience is going to be. You can't put a price on that. You'll see that. You'll see that over the coming months of this season if he retains his fitness and he gets a break when we're winning a game and that it'll be, it'll be invaluable I think I think that could be the major one I, I love Pickford and the rest of them but for him and his touch and his knowledge of the game his experience I think you can't put a price on that especially playing up front so if we get other players and, and they're going to they're going to benefit from uh, from Rooney but also Sandro is going to benefit hugely I think from his experience and his touch and Thomas Carver-Lewin as well, yeah, all of these, yeah. yeah, everything in the changing room. These young lads who see everything that we've said before, everything when they see him and changing and coming out and playing with a passion, and the positions he's been in for Manchester United in the past and in, in games that he's just brought to brought to life himself with his own ability, then that's that's the other X factor that we'll have this year. I think, I think for me, the Rooney situation, I think it, it's good that you know we've got him in, and, and as Sean said, commercially yeah. makes sense for Everton to, to do that because that's that's the side that we need to improve on yeah. is, the, is the commercial side of the, of the Everton brand if you like 
But on the pitch, Rooney for me is more effective when he's a lot deeper and playing in that deeper role. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's he's got, he's got it in him now to play that sort of low man up front. And I think that's probably where Sandro will come in um, with Rooney just a little bit deeper, where Absolutely. he can start pulling the strings a little bit. And you've probably seen it already yourselves in in the preseason games where Class and Sandro and Rooney them little one touch yeah. into crit- yeah. into yeah. passes yeah. around the edge of the box. And yeah. it reminds me of like what. And I don't want to make that comparison, but when you look at David Silva pulling the strings for the likes of Man City in the middle of the park, yeah. I, I see Rooney. I see. I see that Rooney in that sort of same mould mm. as just making the making the play, you know, left, right, pulling defences every which way. But then, we do need other players. Yeah, with, with hopefully to get some the class, and then you got the legs around it. Sandro as well. There's a lot of yeah. energy up there. Then all of a sudden, you know, and quality in the right areas. Yeah, Rooney's uh, gonna have a big part to play. Down, no bearing on his pre-season form at all. I think, I think he's gonna up his intensity come Saturday. People focus on his pre-season form, don't they? And say he looks, he looks knackered and he's this and that. He's a different role now, and he was a kid. He was a teenage lad running the defences last time we saw him running out in an Everton shirt. He's not now. He's a man, and he's a couple of yards off the pace. Um, I'm so over as well. He's the same age as me, but <laughs> it's it's hard to get up and down. But I agree with what you guys say about his influence around the place, how he dictates the game. I think he'll find his position and Cumin and Walsh brought him back for a reason, not just to not just for to sell shirts. You know what I mean? Because that money goes to kit bag, as we all know. But yeah. um, I'm hoping he has a point to prove as well, yeah, really, because yeah. he was just left on the bench last year. He kept his mouth shut. Yeah, and uh, he just got on with it really, and he's been treated pretty badly. I thought in the last 12 months for Manchester United so I think you'll like to ram it down people's uh, throats really if he can get on the end of things and score some goals he'll be massive news again you can imagine on Sky Sports if he scores a goal and that's what we want our profile we need to raise it and we have raised it as soon as he was signed just on that what you said Sky Sports I mean I can't remember anyone doing this but when was the last time Everton made a sign and, and the con- press conference was live on Sky Sports News yeah, mm. yeah. Never. You know I mean, that's all you need to know about the Rooney brands you know he's yeah, going to take yeah. us commercially to the next level yeah, yeah. You know, never saw so that ever mm. you like. see a couple of you lads replicating his haircuts as well in terms of the rest of the squad sorry I'm just moving on um, <laughs> Sean's more Davy Glass than he has me move on move on then um, what areas do we need to strengthen obviously we talked about this last week and, you, and I've been I'm largely positive about Everton this summer um, but I found myself the other week moaning to a couple of lads about wanting more and yeah. it, it, these new signings give you the thirst for more but if you look at the, the, the players that have gone out on loan or been sold from Everton in terms of the sheets in terms of the squad sheets numbers we, we do need more players but the thing is now I'm saying this the other day when Everton make a signing it's a status signing it's a signing for the first team it's a signing to start almost isn't it yeah they're harder to get aren't they rather than filling the squad with McGeady's and Cleverly's and players like that or you know yeah, disrespect yeah. to them but I'm not really asked to be honest <laughs> so a lot of Evertonians think right this needs to go on Sigurdsson's one I'll go round the table is he worth the money I think he is in today's money you know when you, you look I look the way I think of it now is you look at last season say 15 million pound player they're now 35 40 million pound player because of just the inflation and the, and the transfer prices so 
Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of money. Fifty million. That if you know if that's two of what we're going to pay, forty-five plus add-ons. But are you going to lose any sleep if we pay it, though? Absolutely not. No, it's not my money. So stats. I hate stats, but they, they, they do shape up better than pretty much anyone else's. And if you I go by Swansea fans' reaction, they're absolutely gutted about losing him. You know, he was the, the whole reason they stayed up last season, which tells a lot about that player. Um, and, and also, I back Koeman and Walsh a lot. I know people question a few of their silence, but they can see the whole picture. We can't. We're looking at snippets here and there, and we'd like. They're looking at the whole picture, mm. clearly, and they can see what what they need to make it work. And so, Sigurdsson's clearly a good player who they believe they can make even into a better player. Yeah, if you look so, at it in, in isolation, 50 million is. is too much for a player, not not of his quality, but of his age, because he, he, he's not he's not a young player. So we're not we're not signing potential. We're signing him for now. But if you look at it in the wider picture at the moment, Cumin said it the other day. Sixteen other clubs in the Premier League have spent more money than us this season. Yeah. When we look at it net, so if we take it looking at that, you've got to pay it because we're still not paying, or we're still not net paying as much as other people are. So we've got to do what we need to do to compete, and if that's what Swansea want, that's what we're going to have to pay if we the, want our. The man. thing is, though, if we want a player, you know. We're going to have to pay top money for the top player. Simple as that. Yeah, otherwise, some, otherwise, another club's going to come in and, yeah. and, and just take him away from us. And then yeah. we'll probably sit there in three, six months' time and go, do you know what? We're missing a player like Sigurdsson. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's good to get them sort of players well, in. I remember, Co- I remember Koeman saying last year he was wanting a team around the 26 years of age sort of mark, really. And I thought, I can understand that. It's, it's about this mix of the young ones, which we've got in abundance now as well. Let's not forget about them. But he wants players like class and uh, uh, mid, uh, that age sort of thing that can bring some experience to him I think the money's irrelevant really what shocks it anymore it's nothing is worth a million and well, it's Neymar's gone for 200 it million <laughs> yeah. it's not our money for me if Coleman wants him that's good enough for me yeah. that's it whatever the price for me if it improves Everton we have to pay 50 million and so be it that's my attitude towards it yeah. but I was really happy that Koeman brought up the fact that we need a, a winger as well yeah. and a striker because I think a lot of almost everyone who you speak to on, on Twitter in general has identified that we need a lot more pace down yeah. the wings not so much the right I think as Luckman and Kenny highlighted yesterday but down the left we're, we're really yeah. short um, he's so publicly declared doesn't he yeah. Yeah. he's three players plus Sigurdsson as I read it but, yeah you know. no one sort of knew whether he was classing Sigurdsson as the as winger because he's not a winger so he isn't. It, 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 it is a query of what, of what exactly he meant by so that so it brings it on nicely to the next point really and there's been a Mark you put a fan vote on Twitter about this as yeah. well um, what areas do we need to strengthen in addition to what we've all just been talking about um, Sigurdsson there and obviously that's a creative area but the vote went out um, on Twitter 24 hours ago and of that vote 83% said we need a striker 8% said a centre back 6% said a left winger and 3% said other um, so it's it's a resounding striker to be honest yeah it's one of the again round the table yeah, yeah. It goes it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? it? Because, what, like I've said, we, we we're signing Sigurdsson for now. What we've done, we've, we've obviously lost one of the best strikers in in the world, haven't we? And we've replaced him at the moment with Rooney, who we all agree could do something for us, but undoubtedly is past his best. Sandro could be great, but we we hope he will, but we don't know. So we've not 
replaced Lukaku in any way, shape or form really. But someone who we know can do the job now and if we want to compete you've got to go and spend a big chunk of that 90 million on getting someone who can so, replace sorry him. Sorry to interrupt but Everton have only had one striker for the past five years so why is everyone saying it now? Or has everyone just been saying it but no one's done nothing about it because Lukaku's been so good three, four years. Everyone's saying we need a yeah. striker. Oh, in theory we've got three. Well, we don't really know about Sandro yet as he's saying really. Sandro Rooney and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is that? Rooney, yeah, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, is he going to get the calls that Lukaku? That's why he's getting these other players in, because he wants the responsibility to be shared. Yeah. yeah. Sigerson's going to get many goals, he's the one who creates them, he doesn't actually get that many himself, does he? Yeah. And that's why I know about Sandro. That's why I was in the 8% of defenders, Yeah. because I voted defenders on that, and I think it's massively important, I mean... Ashley Williams should not be anywhere near that starting no. 11 for me now. Um, Jaggy Elkers, you know, Mr. Mr. Reliable, you know, yeah. yeah. But who do we get in then, really? We, we definitely need a defensive cover anyway. Well, someone mentioned that on Twitter yesterday. So it was a great show. It was Danny Blind, uh, Danny Blind, even, sorry, from, uh, from United. Which is the exact position Kuman described the left centre back, left back cover, and he's filled in brilliantly. I mean, if there's ever a chance of getting him, then he would be absolutely tailor made. Because the centre and the Galloway out on loan, that's a Yeah, and I think it showed why they sent him out on loan in his first sort of 15, 20 minutes. Was he no um, loan? No, he no. absolutely yeah, had a nightmare, to be honest, on Friday night. Um, he just uh, showed why he needs a good season on loan. So, <laughs> it, 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 those positions we've just mentioned, so it's a resound and striker from everyone Yeah. Um, left sided centre half for me I want to see left footers I want to see left foot, left wingers left left footed creative players at Everton to be honest I don't know whether DC Sigurdsson has a role like potentially Pienaar used to do and cutting in but there's no natural width to Everton is there to Manny apart, apart from Balassi who, who knows when he's going to come back but there, there hasn't been any width for a good number of years to be fair that, that's what I mean there's not been there's not been strength in depth in terms of strikers there's not been strength in depth in terms of wide players why is that with Everton no, and you see it every week don't you if Baines gets the ball gets to the halfway line and then his hands are on his hips as if to say yeah. every single week there is nothing in front of me and I feel as if between, maybe Koeman has noticed I don't know he has said he wants a winger hasn't he for three years under Martin has he never he's, he never seems maybe to that's what Sigerson is so that'll be on that side really yeah. with, uh, with Baines generally and, uh, and he sees Morales and Balassi has the, the right hand options yeah but then maybe. you've got Lachlan and Kenny as yeah. well so the right hand is looking really strong yeah. and there's nothing on the left there's an imbalance a clear imbalance there you have to remember we're getting trying talking about getting major statements from major players that you said but there's also there are a lot of young lads there and you don't know whether you know they've all had experience of the Premiership last year yeah. whether they'll step up this year we don't know really. absolutely you know, yeah. we don't know whether they're going to come to the front certainly that John Joe Kenny looked quite impressive and his attacking yeah. desires down the right hand side and I'm hoping that he's given an opportunity this he's, year as well no. certainly with the UEFA thing yeah. there'll be opportunities for the these games won't they, for, for the squad to come into fruition really so in terms of personnel and like names again this was another fan vote that you've done we've spoke about strikers we'll go round and ask everyone if there's, if there's a particular striker on, on everyone's lips but um, on the fan vote it was 64% Olivier Giroud 
16% Danny Welbeck, which is a rumour that's come about in the past 24 to 48 hours, and Christian Benteke was 13%. All their police states was 7%. Yeah. Um, you had a few, a few replies about that, but there was a, a lot of people talking about Olivier Giroud. That rumour won't go away. It seems today he's declared that he wants to fight for his place at Arsenal, if you read reports correctly. So it's like, kind of leaves us with. I don't know, there should be a lot more options to us available. I don't want Bad Techie to be honest with you. See, I would. I, I See, would. I would have Welbeck as well. See, a fit Welbeck. You've got the pace and the power. Well, that, that, that's that's the know. thing, though. No, you're saying a fit Welbeck. Yeah, exactly. When, yeah. when is he fit for the whole season? I know. Whereas Christian Benteke, one, he's fantastic in the air. Yeah. Two, he's half decent with his feet. And three, he's a big unit and he's a target man to, you know, to bring our midfielders, the likes of Klassen, the likes of Rooney, into play. So, um, you know, for me, I, th- I think I'd go seems to have died, doesn't it? And Giroud is still going strong, isn't it? And, and he, he's been treated shabbily by Arsenal. He was a sub again yesterday, wasn't it? So maybe, yeah. you know, I'd like to see him there because every time he comes on for Arsenal, he's used to playing football as well. It's he scores, he's a threat. Yeah. But if he's on a permanent position at Everton, who knows, you know, if he's playing up front yeah. all the time, I think it would be a major signing if we could get him. Yeah. Some other names, sorry, Sean, is, is Eden Zeko. He was on. He was last I heard. He was on loan at Roma. Uh, Dembele from Celtic, and also Wilfred Bonny. But that's no, just, no, no, you're going back a bit it's there, aren't you? Trying to sign him. So Bonny showed nothing has he the last no. two two seasons. You know, Giroud's got all the experience, hasn't he? You know, he'd be yeah. great for Sancho, great for Rooney. That's It'd it. absolutely be the major signing if we could get them. And it's still running, but we're not yeah. sure. Well, he's different to Rooney and Sandro. That's, yeah. that's the thing. We don't. There's no point buying another one of them. Another another experience but he is the player that can do it now and to be fair he's never really held down a place at Arsenal Um, he's been in and out of the team but when he's played he scores goals and that's not a bad habit for a striker he seems to have a great attitude doesn't he yeah he does he's treated badly yeah yeah we do need that that target man because I remember for years watching Mo Johnston Beardley and Cotty <laughs> and there wasn't a five foot yeah. five guy amongst them brings an option doesn't he yeah. it's an yeah. option and if you look at that that strike force then if you have Giroud Calvert-Lewin Rooney Sandro you've got a depth of different qualities haven't you so Adamola Lukman Lukman as oh, well where's he going to go you don't know do you no a couple of other mentions just because we're on it was Bastos and um, also Anthony Martial but I don't think he's going to prize him away from no. United especially no. on it no. on a cheap, I don't really know much about Bastos but maybe we should go in for that Mbappe yeah no one else is <laughs> <laughs> after the initial signings like everyone's excited they've been class signings but there's been a bit of a lull and thinking I'll oh, get the Sigerson over the line and who else are we going to get let's get a couple more in because yeah. it'll be a tough season with so many games being played we'll bring the young ones in but we need experience absolutely who brings that so moving moving swiftly on um, the next item is what what formation and team would you start against Stoke I'm not going to expect you to name the full 11 everyone but what would what are you looking at there in terms of how judging on pre-season judging of the personnel we've got up to now even if Sigurdsson signed before the weekend he's not going to play against Stoke is he so how would you go he's experimented with the three at the back where he had Tom Davis right, right wing back and he had Leighton Baines didn't really work did it let's be honest pack that midfield because we can pack that midfield add more bezels to the mix and we've got about 10 lads that can play there yeah um, what do you see happening against Stoke 
I don't think you're going to be far off the, the team that starts I think in Sevilla, uh, Sevilla. Yeah. I don't think you, you're, not, you're not a million miles away there it's obviously depending on what players can come in as you say there Mark Sigurdsson you know, if, if he does sign in the next few days won't be fit to play um, he's going to need to another few uh, training sessions under his belt before he's even looking at getting into the starting eleven. Um, Jed mentioned it before I think John Joe Kenny's in with a massive shout um, to, to start you know, he, he yeah. came on against Severe and I thought he'd done really well. You know, he's, he's up against really well class players. He's Coleman, isn't he? He, he is, yeah. And, you know, he's, he's got a good engine on him. And um, him but, and uh, I think it was Luckman on the on the right hand yeah. side. You know, the pair of them I thought they linked up really well. Mm. So I think he's in with a massive shout, to be honest with you. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I just I think. I'd love to see just the one holding midfield player because I don't think Schneiderlin and Gay work together. Yeah, well, that's exactly because, what I was going to say. Sorry, mate, the other day Schneiderlin had a stinker, if you ask me, um, away at Rosenborg, but uh, Gay had to do most of the work and, and too much of Gay on the ball and he starts giving it away mm. a lot. Doesn't keep it simple, so I think just the one holding and more energy around him with class and um, and then Tom Davis maybe back in his favourite role, you know, who's been great, I think, the last couple of years. Yeah. But, I'd love to see just one for once. I mean, God knows how many times we've started with two defensive mids at home. I'd love to see a bit of boldness for once and yeah. just start with maybe maybe Schneider. And I could see Gay doing that, coming off the bench or you know playing bit parts all season. I know he's a key player. Yeah. For, for, for me, the, the first names on our team she's against Stokers, Pickford, Keane, uh, Tom Davis, and Sandro. Yeah, and I, I, you, you fit the rest around it. I'm not going to say we need to do this and have this formation, but they're, they're the names for me that I, I want to see starting. No, when he mentioned when Kuma mentioned he wanted a left-sided centre half or left-sided defensive player, makes you think: is he going to play with three centre halves and yeah. go with the two wing backs? You know what I mean? Play the likes of Jagielka, Keane. And Williams or, or take one of them out and yeah, replace him with a new side. So yeah, he's experimenting, he? and yeah. you know we obviously identified that as one of our weaknesses. So yeah. makes you think: is he going to go with the three centre half? I think he might have. To. We've seen him toy with it a couple of times, haven't we? And, but I'm never sure whether the, the actual playing personnel have, have really taken to it. They've, they've been falling over each other a little bit, and it just worries me that the, the, none of them have ever really played that way. We've not had a run of games where we've been able to do it because the results yeah. haven't enabled us to do it and to me I, I think he'd like to do it but I, I just question whether in the past it's looked as if it's going to work and whether by doing that you're affecting too much in front of you as well and upsetting the, the, the whole balance of the team but I mean on paper it looks as if it should but it's different on the pitch Baines good enough to be a wing back anymore? I think he's probably too old isn't he to, to, to do that Baines is on the way down yeah. absolutely on the way down he's a great player he's been serving 10 years I think it's today isn't it today, that he signed yeah. for the club um, fantastic but you know we can't be going on sentimental all the time he's clearly lost a yard or two apiece which is he's not getting past players anymore um, that's just one of them I think what it's quite clear is that Koeman's got a complete lack of faith in his defence at the moment Keane aside Pickford the, the other centre back options he's not too impressed with yeah and perhaps that's why he's, he's persisted in playing the two whole midfielders against well everyone basically hasn't he um, extra protection yeah but I agree with you Mark I would, I would love to see he, not, not in every game because I do think actually for the most part 
Maguire and Schneider and do work well together. Yeah. But it'd be nice against you know Stoke at home not to see those two line up together and just as you say to see the one. You know if we're away at you know Stamford Bridge, laugh and play, play yeah. the two holding midfielders. Absolutely, we're going to need that. But when you're at home against Stoke or Burnley or West Brom, yeah. that's just the last thing you want to see, isn't it? Absolutely. I don't want to see better Hino running at Ashley Williams. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that just scares the shit out to me. Stay on Ashley Williams, pull starts walking out at Anfield. I'm not even going to bother watching that. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you, do you think you want to see Morales start first name on the team? No one's ever got to see a concept. I just don't, yeah. I can't come to terms with that. For me, I, I, Schneider and the guy, I think, are crucial to Everton. Really, I love them. I think the uh, he's a Rolls Royce of a player, Schneider, and when he came, I think that that raised the bar completely. And that guy, his engine on him. I like Everton with those two in. Everything else fits in for me around them too. But while you've got those two players in, and, and the the way he's taken over from Gareth Barry with his touch and his availability all the time, Schneider and and, uh, and Guy as well with his engine and closing games down. I think uh, the, those two that I say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I want to see all the time to be honest I think the quality players I, agree with you. I don't know about any other formation I think it's going to be Sandro and Rooney they're going to be up front I don't know whether Morales will get a game Tom Davis I don't help it really not sure what title turn out on uh, Saturday and what formation but what it does do with the players that he's got the, the blend of the uh, experience and the youngest just give him options so uh, you'd be second guessing all the time what team's going to be there on Saturday uh, against that opposition but I know the bench will be strong as well and if you've got young lads on the bench as well when they're coming on 20 minutes from the end when defences are tired and I'm looking forward to seeing the likes of 
Calvert-Lewin and Luckman mm. taken on teams, yeah. hopefully at Goodison, and we carry on the uh, record we had last year as well, because mm. it was brilliant. It's a good old record, yeah, and it, it, again, it brings it on nicely to the next point, and the fact that we've got loads of games, so we're going to be using these younger lads, or maybe these fringe players, as we yeah. call them. Yeah. Um, just on the Europa League, with the draws made the other day, we're playing Hajduk Split uh, of Croatia, I've done well saying that, didn't I? It had you. You struggled with Guzzan before. <laughs> and no, one, no one's passed that test. <laughs> and we're playing them at home first, but if you look at that run of fixtures, you've, you've probably all seen the fixtures of yeah. Stoke, then Chelsea, Monday night, Hadstock going away, and then coming back, the Chelsea game has been pushed, sorry, Man City, before Chelsea, isn't it? That's been pushed to the Sunday. And then I looked beyond that, um, thought, right, September will be a bit easier and you've got Spurs and United within the yeah but that's it though Mark I think we have to change the mindset now and that's what Coleman's done since he's come in that's why I'm so excited with him as a manager we have to change being Evertonians of the past and moan and thinking we can't do this or even for the top four we have to think Take, take it on now, take anybody on. Why can't we play City and beat them with theirs? And why can't we go to Chelsea? You've got to change the mindset or try to get a draw. Why don't we go for it now? We've got the players in. He's changed all our attitude, excited us. For the first time in years, I think, in the pre-season, all the players that they've got in, it can nothing be positive. So if we do get beat by them, but at least we'll know right from the start. But what if we do beat them? What if we draw against them when we come away from that one and the next month? What will that do to the team and the confidence? But it yeah. won't crush you anyway. There's young players in there, there's new players, experienced players. We've we just got to deal with it. I think it's good that we're playing them, to be honest, rather than playing the likes of West Brom and that at the start. We'll know where we are pretty quick by Christmas. We'll know where we are when we're playing these teams. Like getting my kit on and going out there. It's far up for They're going to be sorry they even crossed us. Yeah, it's right though, isn't it? Though you are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's change the mindset. That mentality, isn't it? Of oh, what a bad start to the season. We've got, well, we've got to play them all anyway. Let's just get on with it, kind yeah, of thing. Do it now. We're prepared because we've had yeah. already games, competitive games. So you shouldn't be worn out. We should be up and ready for it on Saturday and go on from you that. Give the captain's armband. Yeah, you I get just sent think, off I, the first minute, <laughs> I just think you know, with the players that we've got, remember when they got Pickford, remember when they got Keane and Sandro, and how we all felt. It's it's gone a little bit of a lull, and we want Sigerson in, and we might still get more. But Saturday, Saturday, we start, and then let's take on Chelsea. Let's take on Manchester. To City, let's see well, on anyone. Yeah. Hadjuk split is a tough game. First game, it's at Goodison. Yeah, typical Everton, it can't be. We never is. We won't mention them, you know, all of that. <laughs> but that's what we're about now. We have to change it. But let's go for it. Let's go for it. We've got the quality now, you know. Is anyone going to try and follow that? <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> all I'd say on, on the Europa League is, you know, that's that's where we all wanted to go. That first initial step of making it into Europe is to get us the Europa League, and yeah. that's what we've done. So we can't really. City and I, in my opinion and moan no. you know, we've got all these fixtures to compete with that's what we want as Evertonians yeah. we want to go and travel through Europe absolutely Europe. how many you games know, United that's exactly yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so you know my, my opinion and made up heaven are back in Europe I'm, yeah, and we've got this for the Champions League so that'll be the same when we go there but that's the idea of having the squad and the quality of players we need to raise it now all the time yeah. we're not happy to be 4th or 5th or 6th can we finish in the top 10 we should be looking to try and be the champions in the future yeah. there's no point taking part if otherwise we don't want to be the champions yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. top 4 is not good enough yeah. we, we want to win the league again yeah. we've got to look at those those fair few games as 
not as something to be intimidated by but as the most fantastic opportunity because if you've got a set of good results in them first five games every game after that becomes just a bit of a gimme really it, it, it's, it's that sort it's of awesome. Leicester phenomenon isn't it it's just you get on that little Leicester bit of a run yeah. and anything can happen after that you know we, we, we saw you know, I don't want to talk about Liverpool but we saw Liverpool do it a few seasons ago when when they, when they probably should have won the league it's any yeah. opportunity to talk about uh, Gerard Slipham really isn't it but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know they got in that momentum every game they, they started off they were 2-0 up before the opposition were going if we can get a good few results off at the first start of the season every game after that your confidence is sky high then you've got all your players in we know where we're going and before you know it exactly yeah. so you've got the momentum behind them Everything something mm-hmm. and then that's the next step and then we win something else you know that's, mm-hmm. it, it should start here since those signings it should start from here the likes of Pickford and Keane and Sandro it starts from here now a different Everton brilliant I just feel like ending it there because I can see the next point <laughs> on the agenda yeah. but you know we're, no, we're talking about the, the real things that are going on at Everton and the next um, agenda point is Ross Barkley's situation just you know general overview from everyone about it uh, well, I'm completely indifferent to it now. I, I really have no emotion to it, whether he stays or goes now. It's dragged on for far too long. Seems like he's took some bad advice. He's leaving the party before it's even got started. Um, he's left, he sort of wants to leave Everton at the most prominent time in his career for Everton. I don't get it. It's clearly he doesn't get on with Cumin that well. Um, maybe I'm guessing, but I'm, I couldn't care less if he stayed or went. No, I don't see Cumin as, as, as him in his plans anyway. It's ironic, really, because you're watching these games and you think, of good Ross Barkley, we could have done with, you know, but it's, and he yeah. sat right there in the stands. I don't know. I just think it's best for everyone that he moves on and we move on as well. I've sat here since I was invited on the podcast and you know two marks know my feelings on, on Barkley and I'm sure a lot of people on Twitter know my feelings on him as well and he, for me he's, he's not a winner he doesn't want to compete technically yet he's very good but anything beyond that he's found wanting all the time in my opinion you know I've, I've never been shy of saying I think Everton should sell him and, and get the money that they can for him and reinvest it into the squad the only thing that I would say is, is with the European competition now, you we're sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place, I think, because with all the games coming thick and fast, like we've just spoken about, probably to have someone like a Ross Barkley on the bench as a squad player might benefit us in the long run. Yeah. Um, but also saying that, is he going to bring any additional quality to that, what we've already got, you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a tough one with Ross. I mean, in my opinion, yeah, sell him. But if you're going to sell him, sell him as soon as you can so you've got that time to reinvest the money yeah. back into the team. Yeah, we are missing that. I think it's an extra Mark, person. Since his master stopped cutting his hair. <laughs> all gone down. I think it's Coleman knew about it last year, didn't he, towards yeah. the end of the season. So he has, he's trying to get the players in and you're forgotten about it. I've seen Ball 
Paul when I was a kid going and he was my hero and then the likes of Lineker going as well and Rooney as well if he goes he goes it'd be a shame because I agree with you it'd be a, an option I like the options now with this the competitions we're in this year we need more players all the time so you wouldn't really like him to go I'd like him to, to stay but he's going but for me it's Kuhlman it's Kuhlman now he's the manager he's in charge quite clearly if you want to go off you pop then and we move on and that's it as a club we just need him out of the place now because he's just a bit of a distraction yeah. but I think he's chosen the wrong time to go as well I think it's quite ironic I mean I'll try and word this as best I can but when Rooney left local lad we all wanted him to do well because we all especially a few of us around here were the same ages and local lad doing well for the boy club we sold him because Everton needed to sell him ultimately we needed the money Rooney's gone on to do great things ironically 10, 11, 12 whatever however many years later it is we've now got another homegrown talent coming through across Barclay talked up to be something great we don't need the money to sell him and he could be part of a new dawn and a new chapter as you said got it right he's leaving the party before it's even got started which usually happens with me because <laughs> he's just going to get off and it's it's due to I don't know I don't know it's an attitude thing a mentality thing I've heard all sorts of different rumours but I, I agree with my dad he says I want, I, I want him to stay I'm, I'm a fan of him I'm a fan of Lukaku as well and um, I wanted them both to stay but ultimately it's 2017 times are different sound like a broken record but they are just another number Everton in a different place if his head's, yeah. not, in, if it, if his head's not with Everton it needs to be elsewhere because we're moving on and we'll the thing now what, what we've got at the helm is a manager who is a winner he is a born winner you know he's don't yeah. play for Barcelona for the amount of years that he's no. played and you're not a winner so to have a winner at the helm and as I said before Ross isn't a winner for me and I think that's why Koeman and, and him probably clash a little bit mm-hmm. because Koeman wants to win it so bad he wants to get that three points or he wants to get this the next round and Barkley just goes through the motions and I don't think that no. it fits in with Koeman's style of thing. management or play there's a clash of personalities there then isn't there yeah there's, there's a clash of the fan base as well isn't there I mean yeah, yeah, he's polarised opinion pretty much uh, more than anybody else I think And but the, I think the one thing that everyone's united on is everyone was desperate for him to be brilliant and it, it's not happened I mean it, it, it's a bit of an enigma for me because theoretically he's brilliant but practically he's not and I, I, I don't I, I'm not sure how the two sort of marry together but to me I always think he's, he's got the ability but he, he doesn't know how to use it yeah. He, he, he almost needs the game to like have a little time out stand there weigh up his options and then decide what to do and unfortunately the, the Premier League just, just doesn't give you the time to do that so for yeah. me cash in now and use the money to reinvest in someone player, else isn't it? you've watched them at Goodison oh, there yeah. last year and thinking oh, a simple pass and it's delayed and he could have done it and he gets intercepted <laughs> and he was allowed Martinez was allowing him to do that but Koeman won't really you know no. uh, again it's just Koeman really you've got to go with him it's uh, the manager the first time we've had a manager like this for a long long time and if we can keep him here for a long time then Rooney asked, uh, sorry Barkley yeah has to go in the end he just needs he's just clouding the situation a, at the moment it's a mad one as well because Bar- I, I look at Barkley like I look at a centre forward sometimes if you do, if you don't have to think about something you do it instantly and yeah. it comes off yeah but if the kid's got to stand there and think about what he's got to do next he struggles to do it yeah do you it's, know 
he's got no, he's got all the talent, but no football brain to go with it, mm. isn't it? You know, it's just if he plays on instinct, then he, then he's a great player. You know, like the the goal against City, where he just whips it in the top corner, mm. the ball just came to him. You know, so many times last year he broke forward, playing behind Lukaku and picked the wrong pass mm. time yeah. after time. Yeah, the so, personalities, Coleman's one. Yeah, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Really, so everybody keeps quiet. Yeah, you're going off, you go like, and it could have gone on for a long time. Hopefully, someone will pick him up. Yeah. But if he doesn't pick him up, he'll be there. Only whether he'll be on the bench or something like that. But there won't be very many yeah. opportunities he'll get to play. If if he does go, how much realistically does he go for? Oh, I don't think we're going to get anywhere near the 50 million they're asking. No, I think it'll probably be about. Late 29, 30, 29, 30 million, maybe. I'm guessing. I don't think he's worth 50 million. No, I really don't. He's, you know, he's he's a good player. I'm actually amazed he wants to go. I thought Rooney signing would have invigorated him more than absolutely anybody else, Mm -hmm. but it seems that way. But I think maybe 30 mid, but even that's stretching. I I think we'll see. I think he's got a year left on his contract, so you know, you you are looking at, in my opinion, probably between 15 and 20 million if you're going to sell him now Mm -hmm. because he's got. Sigerson though his age and what he's going for Barkley's a better player could be a better player you know the likes of someone like Tottenham could get him and he'd be a steal if you could get him for that amount of potentially but it's a, it's a could be again though and, and a lot of people yeah. have said you know he's got potential I think what is he 24 well it's yeah. a yeah. 24 and now we're not waiting anymore no, that's no, all buying experience he's out with the potential and in with the proven yeah. and that, that would say Sigerson yeah. for Barkley I've said for a couple of years that potentially Barkley's career perhaps ended the day Martinez answered uh, Ronaldo or Messi with Ross Barkley and I, I think that gave him free reign to think I'm a brilliant player I can do what I want and I think when Koeman's come in um, as, as we've said and, and actually managed him yeah. I think he's liked it because um, he's, 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 been, he's been butted up by Martin and yeah, Martin has did him no favours no favours at all he's the absolute non-stop blowing smoke up his ass was, yeah. was not beneficial not to Ross Barkley so lads, the last bullet point on there, before we get to any other business, I'm going to put back until the end of the podcast, if that's all right, expectations for the season, um, because we're moving positively and negatively up and down, like all sorts of things, so I want to... Sounds like Everton season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just any old conversation with Everton. I think right now, with the squad that we have, the expectations are that we sort of maybe... No, no. Put this to the end, Mark. What? Oh, you put it to the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm doing you a favour, mate. I'm doing you a favour. You know what? It's not often I get a real bad answer in my No, no. I was just going (laughs) to... Sorry, mate. That's my fault. I'm explaining it right, but I was just going to jump to them ones there. Fair dues. And then go back to that at the end. He's only had two pints as well. Two pints, yeah. No tea, though. (laughs) (laughs) No. Commitment. That's how dedicated he is. Yeah. He's wasting away, yeah. Um, Not quite. In terms of any other business, lads, we just put down, like, generally what we observed the past couple of days or weeks with the news and one of the things talking about like what you said Sean about the divide over Ross Barkley and in the fan base and Lukaku let's be honest I mean Evertonians will fight about anything multi there's a lack of atmosphere at Goodison which was shown against Rosenberg which was Rooney's return and built to be this that and the other and it, it never happened did it let's be honest I know certain parts of the grounds are there are getting upgraded and whatnot. Um, record season ticket sales it's hard to get a ticket these days for Everton let's be honest you know the, it's a sellout we, that, that was last yeah. season it was under Martinez as well 
but with the newfound optimism off the pitch signing players and stuff it's only going to increase anyway I'm waffling there's a lack of atmosphere at Everton the questions being posed to other, other Evertonians and other football fans and how you improve that atmosphere firstly what's everyone's impressions on Goodison atmosphere and secondly how could you potentially look at improving it I think it's it's obvious that Goodison need to kick up the ass well, for me an obvious answer would be when we went to Lille I was so impressed by the, the not only their stadium the 10,000 Evertonians but not just that they had a designated sort of singing end at, uh, behind each goal I think it's certainly behind sort of their ladder street goal if you like um, you need that I think a, a designate I know some people would be against it but I, I wouldn't be it's it, it's a constant source of atmosphere and then you, you can only hope that others join in you know but that a designated singing end with no cases drums behind the goal does that not tie you buy me in the I'd be awful I'd be awful safe standing would certainly improve atmosphere people's don't it's natural to shout more sing more when you stood than when you sat that's just you know yeah. I think that's just general I uh, think you could play every game and, and night matches and it would be brilliant to put us in the, the atmosphere there but uh, I think it's down to the team to be honest if some of the games have been great atmosphere last year playing some of the top sides and that but if, the, if you're not playing that well then the crowd do go quiet I, I think it's down to the team to put the foot in but I've seen get much. a bit angry get a bit passionate and get the, team, get yeah. the crowd going yeah. well you need that you need that sense of injustice as always with Everton you need a bad decision off the ref to get us going you, we, we thrive off that well, we need to have seen... people in there as well and Rooney can provide that as well because he's in the referee's yeah. face already he'll put his foot in and hopefully he will motivate other play, players to put the foot in yeah. that gets the crowd up we want to see passion we don't see yeah. it that much but if you see passion on the pitch you're raised your level of expectation is raised you become a bit more passionate it's like the night matches there's something happening as a good as in there but we did have some great games with Everton yeah. last year the, the Manchester City thing there you know the, it was just young people getting an opportunity there and we just cleared them off the park yeah yeah absolutely. sometimes there's, a, there's an instance in the game but if we raise the level of expectation and put our foot in from the start then we can get the crowd going every time I think yeah yeah I think we need stronger ale in the stands <laughs> yeah. for the fans Carl, get everyone tanked up get everyone tanked up before the game on a Saturday I know they go to Black Horse and that but <laughs> bring it, bring it, <laughs> it, 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 it tasted horrible but it was strongish and it could no, Carl. I mean you need four Carl just to feel like you've had a pint <laughs> yeah well it's, 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 it's not the greatest percentage wise but I don't know maybe you know but I've seen worse teams and better atmospheres in the past mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure the, the character of people is, in, is the same as it was back then well, I, um, you know different people are coming to the match yeah. I, I said sorry Matt last week um, about the singing section the singing sections on the Gladys Street concourse with the police at half time everyone's swinging yeah. a fire exit sign yeah. <laughs> it is though isn't it yeah. Yeah. ultimately if, if there's a big game or everyone's up for it you'll have a laugh down there we stand in the corner and you watch it don't you or you're part of it you go back to your seat a lot of people are just a bit like you know, playing on the phones some people look at you if you're singing as if to say why are you standing yeah. up mate what are you singing for I think that's where the fans need to take some responsibility though you know and it's all well and good saying the players need to make a tackle but at the same time you know there's more of us than there is players so it's up to us to make that atmosphere that mentality thing then go on there to Goodison we're going to watch Everton it's instilled into us that we'll probably go a goal behind or we'll probably it'll take a a, a snide tackle or a red card for us to get going should we not just be going there like we're going to beat Stoke 3-0 
for all again, for it. It's raging. The place is raging. Again, that's changing the mindset, isn't it? Raising yeah. the expectations. Yeah, yeah. That's the something challenge. that we can foresee because we're all here and excited about the start of the season. But mm. two months in, it's that level of expectation, you from know. That, well, well, what if we're not though? What if yeah. we're up near the top? Everyone's going to that match already. The season tickets were sold out last year. Most of yeah. the games weren't. They? You can't get a ticket for love nor money now, sort of thing. So, the, you know, so everyone's bought into that, haven't they? Really, they bought into Coleman. They bought in even more to the silence. Let's see what is in, in the next month or two. You know, we've yeah. got to change. All us sitting here, we're talking from that experience in the past. Me more than anybody, really. But I feel like I need to get rid of that cloud, that cobwebs out of me brain now, and think of this is a new Everton with a new manager, a new chairman, with new attitudes and new expectations. So we may all have to change our yeah, mindset in the next month. We need to get some of these quotes on the on the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Everyone will be doing star jumps. I don't need any ale to watch Everton. I just love to be there. It's enough when Zed cars goes and it goes down my spine. That's when I know I'm home. Yeah, there. Absolutely. One thing that would make a little bit of well, one thing that would make a little bit of difference for me again, not to put uh, too much on the players though, is I'd just like to see us start a game fast. And it's probably not the right time for me to say this because we scored after thirty seconds the other day. But you know, faster, twenty-five. Generally speaking, it takes us a while to get going, and it has done for a couple of seasons. You know, most games, even at Goodison, it's nil-nil at half time. You know, we, we're not making mistakes, but we're not creating anything. Um, and if we could just start a game and in the first even 10 minutes have a couple of chances, I think that's what's going to get the fans up. But when, it, when you're 25 minutes in and you sat there and you just think, Do you know what, there hasn't been a shot in this game yet, mm. I, I think that's what brings everyone it's like down a bit. announcing yourself in a game though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we just need to get out there and, and, yeah. and just impose ourselves on the game. And maybe we've been missing a couple of um, sort of talisman players, as yeah. Jed said earlier on. You know, previously we've, we've had Adam Convergence, we've had our Tim Kales yeah, yeah. we've not had a player like that in a, in a, in a little while who sort of dragged people through and I, I'm hoping that a couple of the ones that, that we've signed potentially you like to your Roonies and even your Classens yeah. who looks like a busy little player who's going to really buy into maybe that's going to make a little bit of difference someone who, who's, who's got a really good engine buzzing about everywhere so maybe we should see, but maybe we should sign Diego Costa then <laughs> <laughs> Quite strong last year though in the second half of the match, weren't we, you know, coming towards the Goddard Street sort of thing. And it, that was down to the fitness as well, I thought. But um hopefully the fitness level will go to another level now that he's had a lot longer with them. And I've seen that. I was trying to say that at the beginning, they seem to be more of a team. There seem to be more options. You know, like the city you were talking about before, where there's little angles, one twos. There seems to be more options with Everton that I've noticed. Just the one thing that I've seen stand out. Never mind the way some of them playing with authority and confidence. But there are more options. Classman is definitely going to give us more options all over the pitch. Really, a very busy player. So just we're speaking about new players there and, and, and talisman. Um, and another one for the any any other business really was Jagielka's new contract. You could even talk about Morales' new contact, to be honest. Uh, and Leighton Baines' 10 years' service. In fact, it was Jagielka's 10 years' service as well this week or something, but it was Baines' today. Just general thoughts on that. To be honest, a lot of people were surprised by Jagielka's new contract. No. 
So I think they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're sensible signings, them. I think Baines has to stay and Jagielka, especially for this season, I think, really. You know, you can call on both of them, I think, and they'll bring in valuable experience to the team, I think. Lads? Yeah, I can only echo that. I mean, Jagielka's probably... On, I mean, when it, when it first got announced, I was a little bit shocked, but now I've sort of sat down and digested a little bit, and I think, obviously, with the European competition, he's probably... a decent backup yeah. if not a yeah. first, first team starter ahead of Williams so yeah. I'd like to see him as cover no longer for the big games our go to centre back you know I'd love to see him back because he fight you know we, we, we need pace back there and, and we get exposed every time against uh, top teams um, so Jackie Elko would be good for stuff like League Cup and, and meaningless Europa League games if we get to he's been given a three year contract I'm not I, I was surprised by that but now for the next year or two why not he won't be a regular starter but he's someone who will bring experience we all need that I just don't know what Morales is no one I, no, I look at him and is I go is he is he is he an attacking midfield player is he a winger is he a, a number 10 is he a striker he doesn't fit any of them for me I, don't, I don't know what he thinks quite well from the games uh, I've seen he hasn't been too bad his to penalty his, his penalty does not say I just I struggle I struggle to find uh, a position for yeah, no, I, for, for Morales. Yeah. Martinez, you're going to say that? I'm out. This is his last opportunity there. anyway, isn't he? Really, he's coming towards the end of his yeah. career, I would imagine. But um, we'll have to see. He's yeah. not going to get a regular game, but he seems to have been happy with signing the contract. Absolutely. I think Baines, he's an absolute cracking signing from you know, 2007. I think we signed him for £5 million from Wigan. And yeah. You know, to get ten, 10 years out of him at the very top level, you know, England international scored yeah. 36 goals. 36 I want to say. goals, yeah, yeah, yeah. 36. So, you know, he might still go in this year with a couple more. Yeah, goals he's he'll weighed in this season, no doubt. And you know, for any footballer to last 10 years at the top is. He's going to be playing with better players. He's yeah. going to be, if his Sigurdsson's on the other side of it, it might be the start of him, the last part of his yeah. career. Yeah. Pains, do you know what I mean? The last someone there, other than Pina that he's had there. Do you remember the watching those? That relationship with Pina, yeah, I was wonderful. I was watching it. Yeah. Telepathic dream. The Gladys in the second half of games, he just sat there and watched those two tips tap around everybody and putting crosses over. Yeah. Baines has been an absolute legend. I think he's a great bloke, and hopefully, he will stay at Goodison as well, really, mm. to the end of his career. But I'd like to see him stay at Goodison to, to mm. do something else there. Says well. a lot about his character. Yeah, Gary yeah. those players. You need yeah. players like that yeah. now, Goodison. That's what we're about, Everton. Quality players. He's been a model professional. Last night throughout his time, the, the one good thing that I'm just like that, I'm <laughs> myself then actually. Um, the, one good, the one good thing about about Baines is that he's been reliable that whole time as well. You know, he, he's yeah. never been injury prone, um, and he, he's, he's needed to be present. We've never had backup for him in ten years, um, but he's always been consistent. He's always um, he's always done a good job. He's never been found wanting defensively. He's probably not the best defender in the world, but he's always done that yeah. job of, of going forward and defending no, no, yeah. Yeah. he's so seen yeah. when Everton yeah. United were involved there as well he never came out and said anything did he just kept his head down and then stayed at Goodison all the time so that's the sort of player that you know that you mm. want in your side really quality I think he's mm. seen players off though don't forget Garbutt was built as the next big thing and he's living the life of living the dream by the, by the sounds of it <laughs> um, him, Oviedo got sold Galloway's out on low 
who else, you know. Yeah. And then Laurie was in there at one point, but he's a centre half, naturally. But the new players, you might see you might see Leighton Baines come again, I think, you know, yeah. with other players in there, giving them out angles and options and freedom to get up there. As you say, Baines he could have went to United. Easy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he chose to stay in Evans, so that's, yeah. that tells you the the character and the mentality absolutely so what about some of the younger lads just moving on uh, Kieran Darwin on loads of Forest apparently had an absolute blinder on yeah. his debut Matty mm-hmm. Pennington, and Joel Williams is it Joel Williams yeah. Brown and Galloway went out and Henry on Yukeru who we signed and then loaned them out immediately to Anzalek but there's investment in the youth not only are these lads like Brendan Galloway we signed the other year Browning, Pennington and, and Williams to name a couple and Dal come through the ranks Dominic Carvalhoon we signed it from Sheffield United there's investment there's, in the youth isn't there likes of that Josh Bowler who's, who's having a good uh, time of it in the under 18 you bailed me out there because I forgot some Josh Bowler and you've got um, the lad uh, Boris what was his name up front uh, from Mathis we're getting there but there's so much more the lad from Newcastle Gibson Lewis Gibson 6 million you know, six Good God, we spent our whole summer trying to sign Sean Davis three and a half for the first team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to see <laughs> Evan Football come out to then, just, just compare that situation. But we're you know? doing what Chelsea and City's oh, yeah, yeah, stockpiling and players. All this talent, but we won't win it with them. You know, that's why we need the experience. That's why Coleman's mentioned that we want people at 26, 27 years yeah. of age now for the Premiership, and hopefully they will come through. There's no guarantee that they will. No, but I, I think like them spending yeah. that much money to just go in the under-23s that's got to be a great thing for us it makes you think as well you know the, the, I think there's a quota of English players that you've got to have within your squad yeah. and if you notice a lot of the, the players that we are bringing through are predominantly English yeah. players so you know maybe the sort of factor in that in for the future you know potentially to sell them on to you know the likes of potentially Chelsea who don't really have that many English players and, and you know, command a massive massive fee for because it they're because yeah. they're English yeah. look at Danny Drinkwater now linked with Chelsea probably going to go there for 30 million whatever they're yeah. going to go for so potentially they're thinking business sense longer term financial plan yeah. and thinking we can sell these on for but that's for the thing now isn't it don't you yeah, think yeah. that there is a financial plan especially with the young players that mm. they're getting and after yeah. actually with the, the new stadium there is a plan there's a there's a project he talks about a project all the time yeah yeah it's, it's much more than the first and than the first level so in terms of um, just bringing it to a close lads what's your expectations for Everton for the season because um, we spoke about a lot there obviously Europa League involvement there's domestic cups as well realistically what do you think will happen this season and what, you, what would you like to that? I'd like I think at the moment the way the, the, way the squad is I think Europa League again is, is to be you know qual- to qualify for that again would be but also really to win a trophy uh, I think I would take like maybe finishing 5th or 6th and winning the League Cup this season as a, as a sign that we've got to end this trophy drought for once and for all that is the key and then that will breed more extra, more confidence with the money so what about winning the Europa League do you think that's a realistic thing we saw like United kind of yeah. coast through it last season didn't they and I think that might be Coolman's thing about playing team home and away whoever had your split so I think uh, playing the team at Goodison like a game of chess and playing them away I think that would suit them rather than the both cups really and I think we could go far and that that could be a real thing other than that I think you'll probably finish hopefully they'll finish in the top six and I think the Europa might be our uh, one this year a chance yeah. Yeah. that's my thoughts anyway. I think Europa League's got to be probably the aim and it's to, to have a good run in the Europa League Um hopefully go on and win it 
potentially there's a little, a little yeah. bit of a dream you know, to go and win that but I think to, to win a domestic cup whether it's the League Cup or the FA Cup is probably high on the agenda for us I think Sure and I think for me the first thing to do is to not rule anything out and I, until something tells me not to I'll always go back to would Leicester have ever won the league no but they did so why can't we yeah. have that aim if we're not going to have that aim there's no point taking part but realistically to be honest I'd take 17th on goal difference on a cup as long as we got a cup of any description <laughs> uh, just as Mark said to end that drought is it's got to be the absolute aim is to yeah. get our name in silver and get that winning mentality back into the club because it's, it's not been there for well we all know how long yeah <laughs> too long <laughs> but that's what I mean the question was put to me last week about it what, what you know winning the Europa League and this and that and finishing 6-7 or winning an FA Cup or a League Cup or potentially both but for me I don't really care as long as Everton wins something I think it stops the rot it changes the mentality it breeds success the whole mental, everything that you goes back to what we said before about changing our ways and having this mentality about winning I think atmosphere as well in the yeah, Europa League you see even if it was Nuremberg or White Fiorentina yeah. our own Villa be night know we were hard on to on occasion but you wait for Cup Europa League United took it seriously last season Mourinho said well you know asked we'll win this and that'll get us back to where we want to be yeah. and if that means Everton need to do that to get us to where we want to be and it elevates us then so be it or if it means finishing 10th but winning the League Cup if that eventually gets us to where we want to be then so be it so I just thought we'd take the domestic cups our competition seriously I think had stuck split opposite well no Europa League games easy Um, but they've got an atrocious record against English clubs and and, and football football. (laughs) (laughs) no I have to say it I have to say it yeah they're they're not great I think it's 11 defeats out of 12 no (laughs) (laughs) on that bombshell on that bombshell certain defeat looming so there's a lot of games coming up we'll try and cover as many of them in podcast and we'll come back um, again and hopefully by the time September comes we'll have a few more new players yeah. in the ranks as well here's to a good start to the season lads and yeah. thanks very much for your yeah, yeah. cheers lads nice cheers. cheers see you now Instacart shoppers know groceries they know that you can't make guacamole with rock hard avocados they know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find and they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.